Welcome back to Dad Meat, bitch. John Kenzel, Eddie McGonagall. Woo! Welcome. What's up? Finally. I'm so excited you're here, Ed. It's, it's taken forever. You've, it, it, people have been calling for you. You never asked. I got to Yeah, we've had cancel on like six times now, and every time we go, yeah, we got to get McGonagall in here. And then I'm, we go. I'm really uh, hard to get. You have to ask once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry for the delay, uh, but we did it. We finally nailed it down, and uh, it was, it'll be worth the wait, I promise. And uh, yeah, but thanks for being here with us we're just talking about local pickle men oh yeah there's a pickle turf war <laughs> in yeah. philly and south jersey no not anymore there used to be he had he had restraining orders against him at one time <laughs> but he, he's fine now the best thing about working for pickle was you know he the, the pay was shit but he'd always say get there early they put out a spread mm -hmm. because he'd want you to eat the free food yeah that he wasn't paying for as a way of making up for his shit mm -hmm. his shit pay yeah. get there early roast beef ziti <laughs> get there early <laughs> This guy booked every bar in Philadelphia, oh. and he worked, and he used to book comedy shows. and At night. Yeah. During the day, he delivered a pickles. variety of pickles. He's and a comedy booker slash pickle salesman slash loan shark slash bookie slash coke dealer. Yeah. <laughs> He's everything good and bad about Philadelphia yeah. rolled into one person. And if you've seen him, uh, he used to be really heavy, then he got stomach stapling or something, but his body, like... Like a balloon that someone sucked the air out of it. He's built like the Philly fanatic. Like he's just really. No, there was a comedian that spins nightly who said that Pickle Man looked like Big Shot, the old Sixers mascot. Mm -hmm. That's what he looked like, Big <laughs> yeah. Shot, with a Rod Stewart wig, spiky blonde rooster hair. He's and, spectacle, man. And uh, he's, he's some piece of work. Um, that story. I remember the first time I ever heard of him. Eddie goes, "This is." 15, 20 years ago, Eddie goes, I worked for him. And Eddie said he was at a restaurant in South Philly, a diner. They had a comedy room in the back. Yeah. And then he said, some drunken Guido yells out, I'm going to make you eat that tie. Yeah, I, I, I just, I went up first and I just, I got two words out and this guy's screaming at me from the, from the bar. And I said some joke, I go, it's my father. And the guy starts charging at me. And I go, but his friends got, his friends tackled him before he get to me. I was like backing up. I was going to pick the mic stand up, but they tackled him. So I asked Ed to pickle me and say anything. And Eddie goes, yeah, you went like this. Yeah, settle down over there. Yeah, he didn't say and I look, and there's another comedian, a guy named Norm Clark, and I look at him after it happens, he just goes, like that, oh, great. I guess I was on my own. Pickle does look like a clown that God gave up on. Yeah. <laughs> He's got several Rod Stewart wigs, and in the middle of his act, he takes it off, and he looks like the burly pinhead from Puppet Master movies, <laughs> and uh, he has a toilet bike. Mm -hmm. The best is he claimed that he was drafted by the Oakland A's. <laughs> and he was, yeah, I was drafted. Third baseman I used to play. <laughs> Oh, uh, he has a, you know those old bikes, old people drive down the boardwalk, they're the three wheel Tricycles, yeah. He had someone custom build one. Like a recumbent bicycle, you mean? Or like the, the, a the tricycle? Like, what do you talk? what do you mean oh, old people bikes? The, uh, like, uh, you know, like a guy would have like, selling pretzels off the back. Like, hey, look at me, and they have, they have one wheel in the front and two wheels in the back. But he'd sit on it. Oh, uh, okay, like a, sure. Like, not a, not, uh, not a tricycle. It's Something got, uh, vaguely oriental. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but he, uh, he had a guy custom build and put a toilet on it. And he solely built that just so he could go on stage and say, poop, there it is, when that song was popular 35 years ago. <laughs> and on, if you get around in the morning, they show reruns of America's Funniest People, not mm -hmm. funny. On the beginning, you, you can see him right on the boardwalk Whoa. Uh, in the video. But uh, He would have these horrible jokes like, hey, they just made a black version of Gone with the Wind. It's, it's called The Wind Be Gone and Shit. <laughs> 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 because my, my sister's a lesbian. I bought her a pair of shoes for lesbians. Designer dikies. Get it, get it, get it, get it. It's all. Yeah, we gotta have yeah. one. It's all. Uh, I don't. I don't want him to have the address here. Oh. Dude. <laughs> but he right, can we zoom with him instead? <laughs> he would claim he wrote jokes for guys like I wrote jo Ray Romano, Kevin James. I wrote jokes for all those guys. Yeah. Oh, right. he, he, we, we this past Saturday we did like a. Knights of Columbus Hall down Cape May, New Jersey, in the middle of nowhere. It was all Kensington people there who retired down there. And Pickleman said, I got a show for you, what, what, December 2nd. He goes, you know, I'm friends with Rita Rudner. <laughs> and he goes, I tried to get her, but she said she's working on a book in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, she just busy. missed her. That's how you let people know you got coke, you know, I'm friends with Rita Rudner. <laughs> <laughs> so my Pickleman story is, and I'm sorry if I've, if I've told this story before, but my Pickleman story is, uh, I, I know, dude, so I'm from the neighborhood. I'm, I'm, you know, he, he was like a local fixture in like Kensington, Harrogate, that kind of thing. And, uh, so all the kids like knew him because our parents knew, knew of him. And like my dad would like just shoot a weird look every time we saw him. But I knew some, 
younger dudes my age who like did work for him. Like they ran, they delivered stuff. They, right, you know, right. he would hire people for whatever bullshit he yeah, was working course. on. And so, uh, they ended up, you know, being someone that like he might rely on when he was in a bind. And I had a, a, a couple of stories that were dumped on me at one time. Um, one of them was like, he had some like uh, transient lady living in his basement. That's true. Who uh, was like recovering from a, a, a knife wound. And so she was unable to wear pants. And he was like, my, my buddies were like 15 years old, just like doing like deliveries and shit for him. He was like, yo, you want to see a lady's pussy? Oh my God. Go check out that lady in the basement. And it was just a woman with like open. Anyway, <laughs> the story I'm trying to get to is he was in Atlantic City with a <laughs> prostitute and uh, he she one of them excuses them. So one of them leaves the room. I forget if it's him or the lady. I think it's him. He leaves the room, goes to the bathroom and he hears her like moaning and shit. And he's saying like, you better not get started without me. And then she starts asking for towels <sighs> And he comes back in, he goes, what the fuck? He walks back into the room. This prostitute, while he was in the bathroom giving himself a whore's bath, had delivered a baby. Oh. <laughs> in his Atlantic City motel room bed. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she was asking for towels and assistance. I do not not I do not, not believe that. That's 100%... <laughs> Well, if you, if you want a midwife, it's it's Pickleman. Okay? No, no question. Oh my God! Give me some force. The sterilize him in the pickle juice. Did pickle try to sell? Did pickle try to sell the baby on the boardwalk? Where's the baby? Right here? You're gonna get something that's good. Um, low mileage. Low so mileage. so l l last night, at, uh, I'm reading the Bible, watching Mass on TV at midnight, twelve o'clock, and I can share my phone. My phone rings. It's Pickleman. All right, I'm like, I'm not answering that. And he goes, yeah, they, they thought you were great Saturday. They loved you and the pickle. He calls himself in the third person all the time. Uh, oh, God. Uh, he, he is some piece of work. Um, he, yeah, true uh, degenerate. And uh, I guess I guess I would like to interview him in a way, but almost like from the other side of glass, you know? Uh, <laughs> he's a... Uh, and completely clueless when he would book a show, like completely unaware. He'd show up, the microphone doesn't work, the lights aren't set up right, you know, the tables. Pick, Ed, you like my shows, huh? Pretty good. And then, like, completely unaware of anything. I'm dying to know what's actually going on in his head, but I do think that he only speaks in, like, upside-down jokes. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't make heads or tails of a single thing coming out of his oh, fucking mouth. He, I've done several shows. Fortunately, I have a pickup truck, I have a work truck, and I have those clamp-on lights people put in their basements when they're painting and shit. They're... I have two of them. I've used them several times. I go to some bar and there's no lights, none, no anything. Uh, I've done several shows for him. Oh, the, the, the flyers are on the TV behind you. Clue, clue there's just gonna be, he would book these shows on these bars on Richmond Street, like My Blue Heaven and the, the, the oh Crazy boy. Leprechaun. It'd oh boy, just awful. Bonks. Awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Quick just six. Awful shows. Yeah. I, I want these the, are sub dive bars. These are yeah. like you wouldn't go here as a joke. You would avoid this for everything you have. You like uh, you like being in my stable. I got a lot of good comics in my oh stable. My God, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I went in bonks. I'm not denigrating bonks now. This is 15 years ago for lunch one time. Hey, don't 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 damage the reputation. I know. Yeah, God for, <laughs> for God's sakes. Uh, I don't want I don't want to go into my usual spiel every week. Of it, but uh, I walked out at lunch and they were playing a porno movie playing on the big screen TV. And the guys were eating their wings and looking at a porno movie. Yeah, let them live, uh, dude. I'm um, sure that was a rare day. Most days they were watching Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> you caught the one that was on porn. Oh, you just remind me of something. Pick up my head. You want to show and something another berserk. And so many freaking. Every show or something happened. Yeah. Every show and it's crazy because like this is there this is the entire market of stand-up comedy where it's just you're springing it on people who were already at a shithole bar. Yeah. They that, have that, no idea comedy it, is about it, to happen. It's brutal. It's, it, the, it's the meanest thing you can do to somebody oh. is subjecting the comedy when they just want to have a good time. Oh. When they just want to watch porno and eat old <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Crap. Just want to eat wet eggs and watch porno. <laughs> One time I was doing a show in Quakertown for Steve Bix. He, Steve Bix was Pickles' rival, so he booked this show. So it's me and these two other comics, and nobody's there. So they're going to have to cancel the show. 
So the, the owner of the bar is not there, but his daughter's there. So she says to me and the other two comics, well, seeing how paying you guys anyway, can't you just go stand by the bar and tell jokes? Oh. <laughs> so I, me and the workers, I, okay, we'll, we'll tell a few jokes. You're paying us. And guys were shooting darts, and we're, and we're just standing there. So it was the most humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> we got the money, so whatever. What, what's that bar down, down Seattle? The Fairmount or the, some name like that? It's a famous bar in Seattle City, New Jersey. Something like that, but uh, Ocean Drive. Is Ocean it? Drive. That's it. Well, they they put the comedy show one night too, and it, same thing. No that? one showed. Who, who booked it? Steve o- Trevor Lee's when he had the coffee oh, okay, house okay. down there, right? Right, right, right? We went down, and nobody showed up. So the guy said, "We have like a time life operator microphone. You put on your head, walk up to each person, tell each person a joke." <laughs> and people say to me too sometimes, John. A lot of times you shut your eyes on stage. Are you are you nervous? Are you embarrassed? Are the lights at you? I'm like I'm like I don't want to be here. <laughs> you're, you're like a prostitute yeah. dissociated. Yeah. <laughs> It's absolutely Can you like being some a towels up here. It's, oh, it's like I being know. a hooker without the dignity. It's like, uh, being I, a comedian. I know the story. Pickle used to bu- uh, book a golf outing every year mm-hmm. at the Ben Salem Country Club. Oh, that, that's my story, right? Yeah. This, well, this, is the, this is the worst gig uh, I ever uh, did. Yeah. I'll, I'll lead up to, to the point that I'll give it to you. Right? It was for a plumbing supply house I work at. I go to, right? And a, a beloved guy named Jake ran out drunk in the middle of New Year's Eve. I'm not laughing, but New Year's Eve, got hit by a car on Tars Wagon and left a wife and like four kids. He was like 25 years old, right? But Pickle doesn't tell us that it's a benefit for somebody who died. He doesn't mention that. So we get there and the guy goes up on stage and he starts giving his speech about the guy who died and and, uh, what a great guy he was. And half the place is in tears. You know, everybody's getting teary-eyed, telling what a great guy. Then he brings the guy's wife, the, the guy's widow on stage. She starts making the speech. She breaks down crying. They, they lead her off. The host of the thing goes back up again. He says, now I want to say to our father, our father, says the entire prayer. As he finishes, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, please welcome your first comic. <laughs> <laughs> I followed the crying widow and the our father. <laughs> Literally, that's right into it. Amen. Another comedy with McGonagall. <laughs> uh, and uh, Pickle Man used to book uh, some New York comics would come down, like Lisa Lampanelli. Who she hasn't done comedy like eight years, ten years now. She's a what do you call it? She retire? She's a not a personal therapist. What do you like call a them? motivational yeah. speaker, like a motivational yeah. speaker, I think. Yeah, and uh, but he got he used to get some like Otto and George and uh, the dirty dirty puppet guy, and I I, I did the Velvet Lounge for him. And it was like a Tuesday night, and the New Yorkers would come down during the week. There was extra money. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Otto and George were in the Velvet Lounge, and uh, which was a go-go bar during the day, but. The puppet. Said, I'm not going to say what he said, but he said, uh, "I well, hate." You're quoting a puppet, so uh, you're allowed to. Uh, it's a puppet's language. He goes, "I hate Barney the dinosaur," and because uh, and he's you know rival puppet, or f- f- fake person, and he goes. He called him a purple N-word. <laughs> and there was black people in the audience. Oh, he would, he would say the N-word all the time, Otto yeah, and George. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> what are you going to do? Cancel him? You're going to fucking chop him down? What are you gonna, come on, and man. It, oh. John, did your puppets ever hang out with his puppets? <laughs> you know what's funny? I was supposed to work on a puppet guy this weekend, Nick Palo. Uh, I did a Pickle Man show with him as the headliner. <laughs> yeah. He's a very nice guy. Six degrees of Pickle Man. Yeah. Nick was the nicest guy in the world. What he was doing working for Pickle Man, he, he could have been doing he could have been doing kid shows. I mean, he Seriously, mm-hmm. he's the best ventriloquist I ever saw in terms of his lips don't move. Right. I, he, it's amazing. You can watch him the whole show and his lips don't move. How good he was at it. So I don't know what he was doing oh, working these small time shows. Shit bar shows he, he, yeah, I don't understand but it. He spent a lot of money, too, to get a zombie puppet. And <laughs> and it should be comical, right? This thing looks like a, a zombie from a high-end Italian horror movie. It's like dripping yellow mucus pus out of its eye. And people, some people are... It's creeped out by it. It's not. Well, was, uh, it, was it at a plumber's funeral? <laughs> <laughs> Lord in heaven, and uh, and he, now he has a drunken alcoholic puppet, and it does jokes like, uh, "Yup, I went to the doctor. He didn't find a drop of alcohol blood in my alcohol stream." And you ever see puppets? They always go. They always like. Nick literally could have been doing like cruises and private parties. He was actually a talented guy. I don't know what he was doing. The pickle man got his hooks in. No idea. Yeah. Uh, so he oh Pickleman also all right uh, I'll say it st- straight with a, with a montage, so you don't think I'm being Victor von racist or anti-Semitic. <laughs> Pickleman always finds a Jewish comedian with a really J- Jewish name, and, and and I did a show with him one time. This guy named Jeff Weinschmutz. I, right? I, I don't believe that guy exists. I don't believe there's a guy named <laughs> yeah. Jeff Weinschmutz. Uh, right, and I, I asked Pickleman. He goes and he says, "Really?" I was like, "Is he?" 
some other name that's very Jewish. But this week, I work with a guy named Joel Weintraub, a very nice guy. But he's on stage going, oh, my wife, uh, I heard she was a plastic surgeon. Here she repairs Tupperware. Right? <laughs> and I'm in the back going, what am I doing? Why <laughs> am I doing this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, yeah, I did, a, <laughs> I did one Pickle Man show ever. Um, and it was when Northern Liberties first started like really ticking up. And there were bars that didn't have, you know, regular entertainment, and he got his hooks in one of them. And so it's like this very, you know, uh, boheme crowd, the the hipsters yeah, that just yeah, moved yeah, into the money yeah. neighborhoods, and Pickle Man walks out, and it's a completely unattended show. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the same feeling at every bar show I've ever done, where it's maybe zero people, maybe under five people and you're just going like oh thank god they're going to cancel it i didn't want to do this anyway and he's looking at you going like uh, i guess we'll start in like five minutes oh pickle, don't, like, pickle, no. doesn't, pickle doesn't cancel it, 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 no it, 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 dude if, if he was doing a show next to the world trade center on 9 11 <laughs> we gotta go with decent crowd <laughs> <laughs> I got someone to sell some horse. He didn't even try to sell horseradish to the firemen oh, running yeah, into, yeah, running yeah. into the building. There. He he does, uh, and he he does like twenty five minutes in a. Yeah, he does. You ever see when he does? He goes how to. He, he likes to pull pranks at the people at McDonald's, and he and he says, "I like to pretend I'm retarded." He puts his hand on side. He's like, nye, nye, nye. it's so freaking like offensive. They thought he was retarded before he did the voice. <laughs> <laughs> that was unnecessary. And uh, I accidentally taped them a lot of times. <laughs> you want to you save those. They'll be worth something. something. Uh, funny, I, on, my, files. on my YouTube channel, I do have them up there, but I have them under private because I keep thinking I'm going to get a phone call one day. Yo, this is a I, could, don't put them out there. Could you could you, could you you unlist it oh, yeah, right well, now yeah. so we could watch it? <laughs> could you log into your account and unlist it? I'll see. Right People well. need to see. I, I mean, I think I've at least dug up pictures of this guy. Yeah, we got a whole chat full of convicted pickle files. <laughs> Just waiting for these tapes, John. Um, years ago, remember that paper in, in town? It was called the City Paper. Like yeah. the full mm -hmm. week, but in the, uh, it was only was for, was for the sex ads in the back for massage mm -hmm. powers. Uh, well, they had a headline one time called the Philadelphia Comedy Wars, and they got everybody who booked rooms in the area, the Comedy Cabaret, Comedy Works, and Pick and uh, Pickle Man made this story up that they had a big summit, <laughs> all the all the bookers, and Pickle Man told me they had one initiative: get pickle. Right, meaning they all want to keep them, get them, out, them out, get yeah. out of territory. I, they, they were scared. I was a big threat. The comedy mafia, <laughs> they they met in secret to oh, take he, out. He's got so many stories, and he uh, he's he's performed everywhere. He's performed at every casino, and it, he, he's performed at none of these places. But. This is this is actually the only part of comedy that I like to talk about is the the darkness of of just <laughs> this level. This this is the only part of the craft that people oh. should hear about is the darkness that you have to fucking crawl. This is the shit pipe from Shawshank Redemption <laughs> that you that you crawl through for all you, basically your entire career. It is most comedy careers. Of course, it's it's my career for thirty years. It's not, you know I, I, I nobody's crawled for more shit pipes than I have. In the last 30. I promise you that. One time I had to open for a Frank Sinatra impersonator, <laughs> and so I get both the guy and I'm in. The, I'm thinking I'm going to do my time and then I'm going to leave. So the guy comes over and sits down next to me, the, the impersonator, starts telling me about, oh, a lot of guys do the Frank Sinatra impersonator, but not like me. I performed, I performed in Paris. I performed in Vienna. And I'm thinking, I got to see this now. He's mm -hmm. telling me how good it is. So I, get, I do my time, do fine. You know, he goes up. He's got this trench coat on with a hat. He starts singing. He sounded nothing like Frank Sinatra. It was the, it was the dinner show. The people just sat there with their forks staring at him. They had no idea what to make of the guy. And he's singing it, and it was awful. Then, like a week later, somebody says to me, "Hey, did you hear about the Frank Sinatra impersonator?" I said, "No, what?" He said, "Oh, he's in rehab for heroin." <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I for a, a Sinatra a guy, This kid was like twenty three years old. And he he did a tribute to Sinatra, and he was excellent. And his name was he had a real like, like Vic DiBattetto, like similar. Uh, no, no. Well, he went by his his mother's maiden name. I, I don't want to. It was like his a chubby name, guy, right? No, this is a skinny guy, right? And his, his name was like Car Carmen, and it was a Yugo, like a Carmen Yugo, right? Real, really good guy, but he's on stage, and uh, you, know, you know the kid who played young Joe Pesci in that, or the kid who gets a firebomb in Bronx Tale, mm -hmm. like little ch chubby guy. His friend comes up, he goes, yo, you see him up on stage? I go, yeah, I just opened for him. He goes, yeah, you know something? That's not his real name, because the name sounds like fake name. And I go, really, what's his name? And he goes, he's, his last name's Scarfo. He's like the mafia family in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. 
but he doesn't want to perform. You know, they have like Fred Gotti yeah. and his puppets. <laughs> That's Steve Merlino, dude. That wouldn't be great. Right? That's Skinny Jim. <laughs> well, we know a comic, I won't say his name, but from New York, who claimed he was friends with John Gotti, and he went to John Gotti's viewing, and you know you get the mask cards? Yeah. He used to carry it around with him to show people. He'd have a, John Gotti's mask card right Ooh, here, and he would um, brag about his John Gotti's damn. mask card. <laughs> That's like all of our aunts ordered like replica <laughs> Princess Diana prayer cards. <laughs> oh, also the prayer card that I had, you know, a prayer card's like a you know, baseball card or a free card yeah, wash, yeah. hole punch. This card was that freaking big. Was I mean, it that big? I think mm -hmm. the G he must have made it and laminated it. Do you ever like, think about your own prayer card? <sighs> oh, man. You ever think about, like, you ever, you ever see a picture of yourself, you go, ooh, that's going on the prayer card. Uh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm the one I think of instantly is John in a leather jacket. Oh. Do you know that one, uh, John? Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Um, I've had a, you know, my, my, my parents both died. They, they looked like they had collected top baseball cards. They had everything on there. And my parents would go to the doctors all week or to f funerals. And I used to say it was like a got it, got it, had it. Yeah, 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 my yeah. mother had a stack. Yeah. I mean, a stack of mask cards, and I, you're still around somewhere. Tim, ha, ha, yeah. I got this now. Should I, should I should I put it on the chat room? Yeah, I mean, you could or uh, text it. You could uh, text you. you? Could post it somewhere. Text, who should I text? Mike or you? Yeah, Either one. Yeah, uh, text it to Mike, and then he'll throw it in the uh, group chat. Um, but uh, this uh, unbelievable. All right. Uh, yeah, I can't fucking wait. I just. This oh this this the one the video I sent you here too. I have another video that happened the same night. Uh, it was at a Irish bar in Northeast Philadelphia, and in, uh, when Pick a Man or the puppet guy was on stage, the drains backed up. Right, so I'm sitting there watching it because you're using my sound system and stuff, and uh, <laughs> a guy comes in with a drain snake, a big one. And the, the puppet guy's on stage going, duh, you know, my wife's mouth's so big she sleeps with her teeth in a bucket. <laughs> duh, right? And, but the whole time you hear, and behind the board, the guy's feeding with toilet paper and tampons and baby wipes and blah, blah. Pickles. Pickles. <laughs> but it's a dream, the train guy's using it, right? Well, I, I was at Helium the night a certain headliner backed up the toilet. I don't I don't want to say who it was. You should say please, who it was, please, actually. Please. Lonnie Love. You know Lonnie Love? It sounds like somebody yeah. who would back up a toilet. She she goes in, and then she, she goes in. She's on stage, and, you know, where the bathroom is in the green room. I look, and there's water coming under the thing. So I ran and got Jeff, the manager, and he came in, and his eyes get real big when he saw them. Have back into the head and get the Mexican guys in from the kitchen with plungers. You know, plungers. You know uh, I... My, I I, it's funny. I, I, I'll be in front of one of the guys. I admit I have a day job. All right. I, I'm, I'm like your friend. Tubbs. Uh, yeah, Bullcock Joe, whatever his name is. Uh, no, he's, great. He, he, he's, he's hilarious. I'm, please don't, like, I'm always fucking around. I think he's one, um, unbelievably. But the, 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 I'm related to Jeff, the old manager at Helium. He, he, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right? I got a call. Can you come down and look at this? All right. Oh, there, there's the pickle. Right. There he is. Dude. Uh, and. Dude, what is that in the background? This is Wid, present day. Wid's, Wid's props. <laughs> this is present day Pickle Man? Yes. Wow, he's got a dunk on him. Look at Like a, the hot That's a BBL. Muscle. That's one of his bigger crowds he's got in there. I don't know what I'm laughing about. I used to work for this guy. <laughs> I mean, we I all have, I should be crying, not... You know, we all have. We were all in the shit pipe at one point. What's your worst experience? Four guys in a wheelchair... He's killing. That, what's there, 12 people here? <laughs> I have to admit, it was a political dinner, a fundraiser that I did in Morgantown. And I was a political dinner. You know who I miss the news? Our ex president, Bill Clinton. <laughs> this is 2023. <laughs> 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 That was, he got better. Pickle's doing topical humor now. That's about his lesbian sister. <laughs> she goes to a lesbian bar and they got four pool tables in there. No balls, but they got pool tables. <laughs> How do they play pool then? <laughs> Somebody bought pickles. <laughs> then I put into his gun, his holster. 
I said, I bet that's not your only six-shooter, is it? <laughs> He's getting red in the face. And I pointed to his nightstick. I said, oh, I don't know if I can handle all that. Are you kinky too? He said, keep it up, wise guy. Not only are you speeding, but I'm going to book you on harassing a police officer. I said, bullshit, officer. Kiss my ass. <laughs> he said, oh, you want to settle outside of court, don't you? <laughs> it's weird. He looks exactly like my grandmother on the day she died. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy filming him. Yeah, I was going to say, that guy also had the wherewithal to film John. So. <laughs> I love the licensed Super Mario haters going to hate oh, shirt. Watch. Uh, oh, I think he takes that wig off. I th oh, I thought he did. Oh, he didn't. I don't pay, they pay me. So I, I'm like Burger King, honey, out of your way. If a bra is an upper topper, flopper stopper, oh, God. and a job strap is for a lower decker, pecker checker, and golden toilet papers for a super duper pooper scooper, what do you call a punch drunk Japanese boxer whose father has diarrhea? <laughs> Wait to hear this. He's a slap happy jappy with a crap happy pappy. There <laughs> <laughs> it is. Go oh, back up. That does look like a Trump rally in about five years. Oh, dude. John, who else was on that show? Dude. The puppet guy. Okay. Now and they're all in witness with. protection now. They don't, nobody <laughs> yeah. wants how, how did I ever get through this part? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, uh, I take a lot of these shit gigs too because I feel sorry for uh, the with. Right? I'm not. I'm, I'm not I'm sorry. Like he, he don't have. An, he's a hip seven year old hippie, and a, a, a pickle man call him. And I, so I'll, I'll do it. And I'll go, John. You want to host? I'm like, yes. I want to get in and out and sit back and watch this train wreck in front of me. Wit always does well, but I gotta. You know what I mean? You ever? I, you know, you feel like you hear com guys do comedy. Oh, I'll, you know, you want to do theaters and stuff. People go see you. Then in real life, you got to start taking things like to make a payday. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm I, that, just watching that kind of induced a soft panic attack in me. <laughs> oh, just oh. The, the idea, like going going back to just like standing standing in the back of a VFW, like uh, you're like you're waiting for the firing squad to go uh, up in front of like yeah. a bunch of like disappointed. Like semi-Italian families. <laughs> Sounds like every weekend of my life for the yeah. last thirty years. Where, yeah. yeah, and it's just like whoever brought us here is never allowed to pick yeah. our plans again. Uh, and if, when you get involved in the comedy, you go, "Oh, I love this comic. I want to be like him, like, like David Tell." Yeah. People go to theaters to see him, but most of the comedy realm is uh, you're there to sell drinks. You might as well be a cover band. But yeah. in, unless you start getting notoriety, like you guys are smartly doing, like you know they're going to see Elle, once he Tim and the other, they'll still come to see you. But a lot of times, you know, when you do a you know, you know, you're 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 a host on you're opening for somebody at helium, uh, and which I'm is fine. Yeah, I I'm like putting that. it down. But like, the, you wanted to get to a point when I come to see you, like you can do the Keswick Theater, you know, like that's stuff. Um, no, I remember, I remember getting the point uh, in, in doing open mics where like guys who were getting booked on stuff already were like, "Hey man, you want a spot on this thing?" And you'd be like, "Yeah," and you would show up at that with fewer people. That was actually packed for the type of show that we're talking about. That was fucking jammed, dude. That was crazy. I would have, if I would have went to that when I was like 26 years old, I would have went home to my wife like, babe, I think I'm going to make it. You know what I mean? But it's just, looking back on it now, it just, it really gives me a tummy ache and makes my heart race. There was, a, there was a, like a, this is like 20 years ago, there was like a territorial award. These, you, if you work for one guy, you can work for another oh, yeah, for six months. Been, I, I don't know if any of that still exists, but oh. it was all bullshit anyway. They're telling you, oh. like, now, somebody was paying you twenty five dollars, and they were telling you you couldn't work for the other guys. <laughs> yeah, they're still kind of shitheads. I I, <laughs> I follow di from a distance on Facebook. I watch, you know, the, these guys kind of quarrel over uh, literally nothing. Yeah, yeah, no money. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, there, there, there was the alter alternate universe version of Pickham and this guy Steve Bex, who booked out of like uh, Allentown area. He looked like Mario Brothers, same little short fat guy, and they hated each other. It was like 
you know, two oddballs. We should get them both on. Well, yeah. he just went to heaven. Next die. I wouldn't be sure that was the destination he went to. People really hated him too. He would, you, 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 you could make some money off of him though. He booked you on like two shows, but you're in Allentown and you're way at the Poconos. You book two shows a night, and this is before he had GPSs. You had to get that map, ma- print, out, print out directions oh, to oh, go to a Christ. dead town. Uh, so some of the places I drove to, with, with, I, I mean, even before the, the internet, I was doing it. I would have to call the place, and they would give me doing. I'd be writing it down on a piece of paper and, and getting lost. It was brutal. Uh, um, but this other guy was really hated too. And this guy Bix and I, and you should be. Well, if you're operating as a linchpin in this level of comedy, <laughs> you should be detested by every level of society. Well, he he had, he had used to book New York comics. Well, people hated him. They were making crank phone calls to him, and he went crazy. He didn't know who was doing it. He hired a detective, and he found these two comics who lived in Brooklyn. And the guy went to Brooklyn, and he did a surveillance. What do you call the stakeout yeah, on a phone booth? And he videotaped these guys making phone calls, and he matched up the phone log when they're calling Bix them, and Bix was going to sue them for harassment. B- Bix had restraining orders. It must have been nine or ten different people he had oh. restraining orders. He was crazy. He, he oh. literally was a lunatic. How'd he die? I'm not sure what uh, he died of. Did Did you remember that guy, Jay Catcredo? Yes. Uh, Tim, this guy looks like the uh, the Captain Morgan pirate in a trash compactor <laughs> he's a little short Italian guy but he has a long black hair and a goatee like that another nutcase um, another, another guest you should have on here holy crap oh crap um, Jake Cacredo him, him and Bix have words and the one you ever hear Bix uh, they get, get away from me well he goes to me he, so this guy Credo goes John he shoved me I'm suing him in court and, and I go I go what are you going to court for I goes he defamed me I go, how did he defame you? Bix defamed this Jay Cacrino. He goes, he said, <laughs> oh, wait, well, 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 first of all, I'm saying it backwards. He sued for da- damages. He couldn't play guitar in bars in, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. <laughs> he got shoved, yeah. yeah, I got shoved, right? And he goes, so in court, he defamed me. I go, how did he do that? He goes, he told the jury and the judge that when, when I pay people this Jay Cacrino for after comedy shows, I would throw the money on the floor. And when the comic would bend over, he would go like this and try and hump, hump them. <laughs> and, <right>? Nice. <laughs> so Jay Cacri goes to me, John, I never did that. Here's what I want to do. I go, I go, what? He goes, I want someone to film me paying you not doing that. <laughs> so I can use it in court. <laughs> right? I'm like, that's how you do it. Here, hey, judge, here's me not murdering somebody. I didn't look. There's a video, right? He, I go, I don't want to get involved in any of your weird shit. <laughs> Jay well, Cat in his Cre- defense, John normally is in the ceiling with a camera. <laughs> yeah, really. Jay Cacredo is the only guy who ever, he showed up at a, at a oh. Steve Bix gig. He wasn't on the show. He walked into the lobby and started selling his CDs. He wasn't on the show, but he's selling CDs of <laughs> a show he wasn't on. Oh, my God. Oh, very cool. Oh, my God. One, one of the craziest things I've ever seen, he weaseled his way on getting a feature spot at the Comedy Cabaret when it was when comedy was meant, meant something, right? You know, a four-hour gig, and they gave him a hotel room. The Friday night, he's on stage, and he's awful. He's awful. And the Northeast Philly Kensington-type crowd's like, yeah, what's this? He's on stage doing a... Uh, he's a short little guy. He wears like a long black floor overcoat, leather coat, and he starts singing Frosty the Blowman self-coax to all the kids, and no one's laughing. Well, he had... He looks like he should be hosting a horror show on yes. cable, like a Friday night, like, like a Sven Gulli almost. Jay Cacredo. Well, and he drives around in a van and says the Jay Cacredo band on stick-on letters, but... These people are terrifying oh. to me. <laughs> Tim, in, in the middle of a set. The, the people to, you meet in comedy, it's, it's he, unbelievable. He's supposed to do half an hour. He's on stage for 15 minutes. The room manager went next door to the, stood, went on stage, went next to the stage and whispers, you got to get off. And he goes, wait, I mean, I'm supposed to do half an hour. He goes, no, you're done. You're done. And when he got off, uh, by the time he got done, they had his bags packed from his hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> and they were sitting on and, and he goes, what's this? And, and the manager was very polite and diplomatic and said, your services aren't rent needed here for there tomorrow. He goes, what? You mean I'm getting let go? He goes, I'll work tomorrow for free. He goes, no, thank you. No, thank you. Get fired from a, a C room comedy. <laughs> but who shows up to this shit? Oh, like you're, what'd you say about your audience today on, on the radio? Uh, single guys and single ticket weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but our but our single ticket weirdos have impeccable taste. <laughs> Obviously, dude, our single ticket weirdos showing up in cargo shorts in December. Those guys are cool. The guys showing up to the Pickle Man shows that are like, I think, deceived families almost. Oh. Like, I, 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 
I, I, I at one point you know, I Pickle was con- goes into these bars and he harangues people to come to the shows, and then they finally just to shut him up, they come to a show. That's what they, I mean. They just yeah. he just harangues people for months. You gotta, you gotta come to the show. You gotta see it's gonna this. be. You won't believe how good you, it is. So they, once okay. in a lifetime, and they just throw the tail and they show up to the show just to shut him up. During the uh, during the day, Salt Pickles. Well, he goes to some bars and they have a beautiful or cute day day ship barmaid, and she's really nice, nice, nice looking. And he uh, and he takes pictures with her and puts them up on Facebook. But he has a new hobby now, or not a new business. That like the dad meat sign. He sells signs. He has printed up that say like uh, stupid bumper stickers. Like if you it, it, if it's eating, it ain't cheating or something like that. Like sure, uh, pickle yeah. does this. Yeah, he oh. sells signs now. Speaking of which, it, speaking of cute barmaids, Ed, what is your ideal lady? My ideal lady. Yeah. My my ideal lady. Uh... I don't have an ideal lady. You look a- Asian ladies? Well, yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I don't know if I have an ideal lady. I mean, that's a... Uh, want, want to charge by the hour? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ideal lady. <laughs> Imagine looking at me and thinking anything of women. Why would women even come up looking at Ed McGonagall? That, that, that should be the last thing. I, I think you'd be surprised, Ed. Yeah, what? I know. I mean, I mean, people go to Pickle Man shows. When you we talk about ladies on fucking as often as I've seen you just annihilate an audience, I would I would bet that there are ladies that would love to go in. Well, a they must be you. hiding, Mike. That's all I can say because they, they I I never. Uh... They don't come up afterwards. To me, yeah, never. never. The only no women who come up to me always have somebody with them. Always have a boyfriend or a husband with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. never, never single women ever. They're never saying you know he likes to watch that kind of stuff. Nothing. <laughs> the fuck. You know that it was funny. I, I, I don't even get gay guys hitting on me. That would, be, that would be at least flattering. I wouldn't go for it, but at least be flattered. Nothing. You'd nothing. think about it. You'd go, not for me, but thank you. Yeah, but you know, you know, no, flattered. Yeah. Well, well, um, well, sometimes I take it. It's just, it's, just, it's a paycheck, and, mm-hmm. I, and that's not like I'm like a sell up. Like, hey, you, it, it it isn't even a paycheck at our level. What yeah. a paycheck. It's a cheesesteak. It, yeah, yeah, it's a cheesesteak. <laughs> and uh, but uh. And when I'm done, I, I can't wait to run out of the room because I'd rather do like helium or a theater. That, when you do theaters, that's the best feeling in the world because you animate, you can sell, you can tell personal stories. But uh, these pickle man things, I, what I do is I go out and change my, sh- I put like a flannel shirt on, the big a baseball hat, and it's really fun. Big fake like, nose yeah. glasses. <laughs> You're doing this to change your appearance? Yes, right, John. Right, but at the end of the night though, yeah, I'm wrapping the microphones and shit up, and you hear people go, "That first guy was okay." But no, it was funny. That fat guy talking about shitting on a water slide. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I didn't write jokes. I'm just gonna <laughs> you ever think you're just going to joke book? Um, no, man. Uh, it, I mean. You've probably seen it before. Like, what? Uh, like, you know, you, you, see, you see a really talented comedian. Then there's Victor Von shit. <laughs> Oh, Victor Von shit. Victor Von shit. Yeah, and an Asian hooker and a trunk and the Persian turnpike. Yeah, shitting. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know, yeah, man. Those, I mean, listen, those guys kill, so good for them. You know, oh. I used to be like that, but if somebody goes up and kills, good yeah. for him. I'm not going to judge anybody. I used to, but fuck it. Yeah. Who am I to judge anybody at this point? <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, I, you could. So let's 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 talk about the Pickle Man clip that we just watched. Like, people were laughing every time hey, he stopped hey, talking, but I think it's. Right. But it was more of just like. It wasn't that they were enamored by his storytelling or his joke writing ability. They were going, "This is a fucking freak." I can't wait to tell my friends about <laughs> well, yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. He's not up there. He's not up there. Fucking like mastering the craft. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I would take the freak laughs, and people said, "Look at this midget. He's halfway funny." And I, I, I wouldn't turn it down. People are gonna laugh. That's fine. You know, at this point. Yeah, you know, he used to make me laugh when Eddie was on the the Kid Chris show with like leaving stuff. I think Eddie destroyed. Mm-hmm. So pe- people would go to the Levy shows, and it would be Eddie and Lee, but they had like four guys doing, always oh, taking a shit and more shit, and I ate, I, 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 uh, what's that, fiber, and I took shit. And then Eddie would come with actual material and crush. That that time Levy had that show at the Northeast Room. It was Levy, Ed, and uh, all the freaks from the, from the Creek Chris show. And they ate it, but there was one guy in there. Who's the guy that had the breast, like Marlena, something like that, a guy on the... Kid Chris show. It was a guy who half transitioned. He had breast. He got breast oh, implant. He oh, got big tits. I think you're talking about Michaela. Michaela, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I'm at the show, and I just came to watch a spectacle of it. And uh, Eddie Crush, they Crush. Well, after the show, all the freaks got together comparing shit joke notes. And uh, one of them, maybe Michaela, hopped on the bar or the table next to the bar and started blowing himself. 
that that sounds like became, right. that sounds like right. one of his classier nights. And you can't but watch somebody do that. Like they lay down to like a Indian. I don't know how you call it that that look. But, I, but it's our logo, by the way. <laughs> that's the dad yeah. meat logo. And, that's the and, and Mike, the gay partner, is like, "What the hell's going on over there? What's he doing?" And I'm like, "Does he give lessons?" <laughs> and he stop that because if the owner comes down, we're going to get thrown out of the hotel. <laughs> I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> Um, I yeah. you know, that's why I got my hair cut like two weeks ago from some bobblehead <laughs> moron, right, in Parkwood. That was a good segue. Right? And, she, and, and and I get done, and I stop by the Northeastern to say hi, and a mighty gay partner goes, nice mullet. <laughs> you should have sucked your own dick right there, dude. John, did you pick this barber, or was it just somebody you happened to go to? I did a plum work in there. I hooked up their uh, wash sink and a... And a she goes, oh, you tell jokes? And they always say, and, and, and she named Pickle Man. Do you ever have someone say, oh, you're comedians? And they named, like, I'm going to say, sorry. Johnny Shit Pants. Johnny Shit Pants, yeah. <laughs> I hate to tell anybody I'm a comedian. Oh. I, it's just, it's, I, I would rather want... tell people I'm a sex offender. Uh, well, here's, I got I to gotta go. And I, I did a prepaid funeral. I paid for my own funeral. So I'm talking to the funeral director, going over paperwork, and he goes, what's your occupation? And I said, Comedian. He looks at me, he goes, no kidding. I never buried a comedian before. So he, he's excited about burying a comedian. Oh. <laughs> Tim, you think it's fair to say when people prepay for their funerals, it's because they're running out of minutes? <laughs> yeah, prepay. I, I figure I got one foot in the grave, so I, I had to go uh, ahead and pay for it. What kind of services did you pay for? I, I went completely no frills. I just, I'm getting a, uh, what do you call it? Trash can. Minion casket? Yeah. <laughs> no casket. Cremated. Cremated. No viewing. And just and I already have uh, I already have a burial uh, plot uh, plot because uh, for family burial that I had the deed to so I didn't have to buy, pay for a plot I didn't have to pay for a casket no viewing I'm going complete no frills only like forty nine hundred which oh. is, is cheap that's a funeral. steal dude yeah so. and the uh, and the, the cremation place is right down the street from your house yeah yeah, yeah but I went to the funeral so you know I mean if you're gonna do absolutely nothing why even bother arranging it. You know, well, I'm gonna have I am gonna have a Catholic mass because I, uh, I am okay. having that. So that's just the Catholic mass and then cremate and that's it. Yeah. John, do you have uh, services set up for you? No, uh, but it's weird. My my, I never I never got married, and I love love women. But I lived with my girlfriend like 10, 12 years. Like, right? John, John is looking forward to sticking his nieces and nephews and paying for the food. Yeah, well, I guarantee it. He's, he's, he's definitely looking forward to that. My my parents are buried in the, in the veteran cemetery up in Newtown, like Washington's Crossing. Because if I found like the husband, whoever's in the military gets buried there, their spouse, and any other unmarried kids. So it's probably a bunch of like fat. So cat, you're saving yourself for death. For cat men. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't marry you, honey bunch. Even I have like little Johns running around. I'm getting, I'm going to get buried for free. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm going to really take a hit on uh, my funeral if we get married, babe. Sorry, we got to keep this under the table. That That's the worst thing in the world when, when people find you do comedy. You even hate saying that. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, so, I hate to tell anybody. Um, I hate to tell anybody. Tell them you joke. Comedy. I'm like, nobody tells jokes that you take their, their opinions and what something encountered or, or something. We have puppets, bitch. Yes, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I, 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 someone goes, tell, Yo, can you tell me a joke? And no matter what joke, you could tell your best joke. They'll go, I got one for you. This black guy and a Jew. I'm like, I'm never going to tell that. I'm my, never going to tell at that. At my old day job, they, they knew I did comedy, and there was this one guy, he was Southern. So every time he would walk by me, he would say, get her done, just because he knew I was a comedian. He was going to say, get her done. I'd, yeah, okay. What would you like, yell back? I did. I just I, I couldn't. I was in the middle of working. I, I'm working in a factory. I don't want to hear it. Get her done. That, that, and my next door neighbor, I used to have Marone Seafood next to your down. Frankfurt Avenue, Frankfurt, right, Rome, right, right, Frankfurt right, Rome. right, right. I remember that place. Well, he sees me come from work. I'm wearing clothes, but when I, I go out, I'm wearing a suit, like mm -hmm. look nice. And he goes, "What do you do?" He goes, "I, I, I go, I, I go, I work on comedy shows on weekends." Goes, what, what do you do? Tell a joke? And I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Oh, uh, hey, you know Joe Conklin?" I go, "Yeah, he's a great guy." And he goes, uh, uh, "But then he says, uh, but now comes when he sees me leave, he goes, hey, what are you going to go tell your jokes? Is that your joke mobile <laughs> in my truck? I'm like, fuck. You should be despised. Yeah. You're a comedian, yeah. Yeah. dude. <laughs> um, and he's one of those guys. I got some jokes for you. and something you, you get out of like a dirty joke book. Uh, yeah, Ian, Ian reminded me of my favorite street joke. 
the other night. I went to uh, Ian Finance's special taping, by the way. Uh, what a what a fucking great guy. Yeah, he is. Um, he reminded me of my straight favorite street. Is, is he from Philly, Ian? Or no, he's Delaware. from, he's from Delaware. Delaware. But he used to spend time in Philly. Yes. Like, yeah, right, we, okay. We started, we started comedy on the same day together. Oh, wow. Oh, really? We, never yeah, we knew each other from like an independent music message board, and oh. we made plans to go. Oh, is that right? Wow. Yeah. Where, so, where, what was the open mic you did? <clears throat> Noche, I believe. No, where was that? Uh, that was... Um, 19th and Chestnut. It was above oh, the I bar. Know. It was ah, above yeah. Drinkers. Ow. Around the corner from Helium. Yes. Oh, well, that's awesome. And so, uh, fa- favorite street joke was, uh, what's the difference between uh, Simba from The Lion King and O.J. Simpson? What? One's an African lion and the other oh, is a man. lying African. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, pretty I, good. No, I, 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 I think Ian's, Ian's really funny. He really, really worked out. He was opening for Jeff Ross and David Tell all the time. I saw him at Parks. Yeah. All right, really good. Um, I'm not being uh, super, uh, you know, when you look at Ian, he looks like the porno producer of 1970. Yeah. The director. He looks like the guy in Meatballs. They put, I always say he looks like uh, if the uh, Honeycomb's mascot was a gay rapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's the second thing I was going to say. That's his look and mannerisms. <laughs> and, like, and, 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 and you find out he's Italian. Yeah, yeah. well, I, he just uh, recently found out he's like uh, 8% Jewish, too, so oh, he shocker. gets to claim it. Yeah. It's, yeah Good for him, man. neck up. From the mustache up, he's uh, Jewish. And you know, have you seen him lately? He's covered in tattoos. No, I haven't seen him. Uh, very time. funny guy. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. very funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to see him record his hour at the cutting room in New York, and man, it was very cool, man. And uh, you know, I did get kind of like uh, emotional about the whole thing because that is like you know that's my fucking day yeah. one OG homie. Isn't that cool? You know, I, when I'm, when I see my friends do like really well. Um, I, I hate I, it. I, I, it. Makes me disgusted. I like it. I say, <laughs> I, I, how I, I the fuck did you get here? I like how it. am I not here? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. no uh, it's sick. I'm actually very much uh, digging this whole thing lately. I'm very, I'm very much having a great time. I uh, is it, it is. I used to feel disgusted by comedy. I used to think that this shit sucked and was by and for losers. <laughs> and now it's kind of going my way, and I think it's the coolest thing ever. Is and it? it's only for cool people. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> I completely I, changed uh, my I, I love comedy. I, I, I hate Ed McGonagall, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's, it is fun. Like writing, I write something down so I don't forget it mm. during the day. But I love, I love, and you get a chance to do it. But sometimes, and you know, I'll, I'm like, oh, I got a new thing about, I don't know, how I smell pot at every intersection, right? And then, then you go on stage and you look at the crowd, and they're like, people are like putting salmon or the scorpion neck tattoo when you're talking. <laughs> and you go, in your mind, think all you see that guy wants is a giant toilet with shit going in it. That's all he wants to hear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you ever see cartoons of a fat guy's hungry and he looks at you your giant hamburger? Uh-huh. And all he's he looking at you and he's seeing a flushing toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I don't know, man. I, you ever think? You ever think about like you know trying to figure out what people want to talk about and then hammering that? You know. Yeah. You know, the only thing is, I don't want to do the same topics that eight eight million other comics are doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, for but sure. The thing I'm jealous about: guys do stories about their life, like like Shane Gillis. You saw it at special. He had live from Austin, which, mm-hmm. which was fantastic, and he just. Doing stuff about his own life. I can never do that. We talk about it. you've you've I, captivated me with everything you've told me 100%. so far today. Dude. I, I, I can I always have to, I'm always like watching the news and trying to get material. I can't Ed, what is what is your day to day life like? This is the same shit I say to Mike, by the My way. My day to day life? Mm-hmm. Nothing can be more boring and more sad than Ed McGonagall's day to day life. Take us hour by hour That's because hilarious. I guarantee you it's more interesting than than you would ever imagine. I uh I work uh what you know, I just I work. I have this uh, little little day job where I deliver food for a deli in my neighborhood. Ever since I got fired from my old job ten years ago, so I, I deliver food and then I what, while I, while I'm driving around in the car, I'm listening to, to, to news radio and talk shows, trying to get ideas for material. And then I go home and uh, and I go home and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and my I've been living by myself. This will this will be the twentieth straight year where I'm spending Thanksgiving and Christmas by myself. Jesus, I get, I'm the Cal Ripken of apathy. <laughs> he, well, incredible. He works right across from the prison on State Road. Well, and the other day, go the, hang out there on Christmas. The other day, there was an escapee from the, the State Road to the prison, yeah. and they were they were they had all the traffic blocked off. And there's a there's a there's a Spanish girl who works works the cashier at my my deli. 
and they pulled her over and they checked her whole car. They, they, they didn't check the white people, but they were, they were just the poor Spanish girl. They made her pop her trunk open. <laughs> And she's had nothing to do with it. Now, would you have appreciated if that guy broke into your house and hung out with you and had a good time with you? Yeah, it, it would have been livened it up. Yep. I mean, no, nobody comes. The last person in my house was John doing a plumbing job. Nobody, yeah. nobody, there's nobody in the house. It's, it's, Eddie, it's brutal. Eddie used to have a, a red four-door Grand Am. And he was stopped, at a, stopped at a red light and a Mack truck rode over it. <laughs> when he was in the car, he had to hop out the... You didn't tell me the truck rode over it. Oh, no, that wasn't the Grand Am. That was way back. I had a, I, what did I have then? It was a Ford Granada. No. Yeah, Ford Granada. That happens. What I the fuck it. happened? I, it was my fault. I pulled up too close to the truck. I, mm -hmm. I, you know you know how when trucks make a wide turn? <laughs> and the, I, 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 I dove out the passenger side door. You got scores out like toothpaste? <laughs> and, I, and then I look up and the guy had jammed his brace on him. My car's driving with no driver. And I chased my car down and jumped in my car. Luckily, <laughs> over in Pensacola, New Jersey. It was my fault. I got too close to the car. You know how they say what, this truck makes wide turns? I don't know. I was listening to the radio and wasn't paying attention, and I pulled too close to the truck. Then I realized he was coming on top of me, and I just don't bail uh, out of Ed, you're Port Richmond, Evil Knievel. You say you're the least interesting person. <laughs> Come on, man. He, but luckily, it was one of those cars with bench seat. It wasn't a button, uh, seat, so yeah. I was able to slide right yeah. across. Otherwise, I don't know what I would have did. Mm -hmm. um, you would have got uh, accordioned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did the hooker survive? <laughs> I gave him enough money. She kept her mouth shut. Um, Eddie's neighborhood's changing. And he did, did maintain, did, you know. Eddie's net white flight. But he said that was it was it last year or earlier this year he got a fifty dollar ticket for throwing trash out. Oh, my neighbor, the, the Spanish people living next door to me, they put out like twenty trash bags, which you're not allowed to do. You're only allowed to put. And I put out one little trash bag, but they have it lined up in front of my house, so I get a hundred dollar fine. What the fuck? So I wrote, I wrote, you know, I wrote, I had to write like three notes before they finally sent me a thing. So this is absolved. Then a couple of months later, it happened again. I get another hundred dollar fine. And I, I had to keep writing notes saying it's not my trash. Yeah, I, I lived in one of those neighborhoods too for a very for my whole life, and uh, it was definitely a bad sign when I got a lot of new neighbors in the course of two years that all moved in at night. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> well, my, the worst thing was like a year and a half ago they opened a Popeye's chicken about a block and a half from my oh. house, and I said, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a mosque in a bad neighborhood, dude. You know? <laughs> Uh, dude, not as bad as the checkers, though. Mm. Once, but well, there is true. also a checkers on Aramingo Ave. But yeah, dude, once they put in, I, I, there's a lot of checkers in Philly, and they're all in the worst possible yeah. neighborhoods. Of and course. They, they're all open, but they look like they've been abandoned for years. They well, look like they're being reclaimed by checkers nature. Checkers or churches? Which, what's the worst sign? Absolutely checkers. checkers. Checker. Absolutely checkers, checkers dude. Yeah, yeah, churches, they might sweep every once in a while. <laughs> checkers, there's vines growing up the sign, yeah. and the letters are falling <laughs> off. Was it the Big Buford? Was that their big hamburger? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, avoid the, f I mean, don't even stop at the red lights near a checkers, dude. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it's the worst. It really is. Yeah, but, you know, at uh, least we're all going to fucking but, get carjacked. I mean, the whole city's a shithole, so it's not like that you can say, well, that, this neighborhood's good or that. There's no, it's all shit. I mean, Are you a guy that really sinks your teeth into how shitty the city is? <laughs> Like you hate the mayor. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yesterday was stabbing at the, at the fucking Macy's at 13th mm. of March at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what does that tell you? I know. Not even at, not before your lunch break, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Turned it into a damn um, shanks. What does that tell you? He, he's told me stories like delivering, you know, the lunch to some you know, guard shacks. Say the bill's like 1975. They'll wait for their quarter. Like, oh yeah, I mean some people. I mean, it, it, you know, when you're working for tips, it's like some people are generous and some people. That's it's like any job where you work for tips. It Demographically, is. who's the most generous? Who's the most generous? I don't know. Probably because I'm going to get in trouble for being racist, right? Is that what that was? No, Who's the most? I, I don't know. There's probably usually the business owners. You know what I mean? Hmm. You're just going to a regular, regular employee. You know, somebody who's working. You know. You know, he's obviously just a blue collar worker. They're not giving you much, but you can tell when it's the owner of a business because they're tipping you generous. But you know, it's just some people are generous and some people are cheap. Asterisk Gentile business owners. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have like one tip that stands out above the others, where it was just above and beyond. Above and beyond. There's this one place that always tips ten dollars around around the corner. I, they always they get a big lunch and they always tip ten dollars. So they're they're fine, but I mean, it's just some people are generous and some people are cheap. It's no, there's no category. Mm -hmm. John, do you get tip plumbing? It's fine today. I I, I, I had to put a. Uh, oh I'm a comedian. Uh, I had to uh, install uh, the new thing now is people getting those bidet toilet seats. Yeah. Oh, they're great. <laughs> they are. They really are. Uh, and uh, you, know, you, you read the books on Sinatra. Say he took three showers a day. 
Okay. I think he just hated being unclean. Like after he went to the bathroom, he took a shower. He hated well, having poopy butt. Yes. Well, Everyone knows that about yeah. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he's famous for. <laughs> Nothing else. Right? Way more than way more than his music. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I put it in for a lady today, and it, uh, she gave me a twenty dollar tip. Nice. And that was nice. Ooh. And uh, John, when he, when the problem with John is when he does plumbing jobs for his friends, he always wants to give him a discount, which isn't right because he's this is his job. <laughs> I he'll tell me a price and I end up giving him more. Uh, John, just take this because yeah. it, you shouldn't be giving people discounts. That's your job. You, you can't be. You can't be. And everyone's that. his friend too. You know, oh, you know yeah, so much? yeah, it's another thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so much I've I've learned. I've, I can't believe it too. I've I've worked in people's houses. I did something like simple. Mm -hmm. But still, I made the effort. I, you know, an hour to get there and do some say it was something. Just charge, like, charge the price. Don't what? worry about what? it. I don't care if they're a friend or not. Charge <laughs> the actual price. What? You're a professional plumber. Don't get people. Uh, as someone who may need plumbing help in the future, <laughs> I'd say case by case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I think you shouldn't do that. Just, well, well, okay. So uh, several times I've done I've done a job. I bet you tubs will tell you this too. And you go, Pff, all right, you got give me twenty bucks. I'll go get lunch and right. And they go, ooh, let me get my checkbook. Like who the <laughs> fuck doesn't have twenty bucks somewhere in their house? Do you have a you know? Well, these millennials, right? Millennials don't carry cash at all, right? Yeah, yeah I, I don't I fucking don't, carry yeah. cash. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean. that's, just, that's just something for someone to take from me while I'm outside. Yeah, yeah, fuck I mean, that. An old man like me, I'm, I'm a throwback. Does he have like I, a man? I only spend cash. I never, <laughs> don't, don't, you, you probably have a four inch wallet in your back pocket. It's in my front pocket. Uh, oh, okay. This pacemaker. They, uh, but like, I'm like, you know, no one has twenty bucks. You don't have like a mayonnaise drawer full of dimes next to your bed. You fucking loser. <laughs> yeah. or, or Freddie Blassie doll. You can yeah. get rid of. Me and you are throwbacks, John. Carrying cash. People yeah. today, nobody carries cash. It's uh, amazing. Uh, to me. If the guy goes on a camera, a check for twenty bucks, and you think I should have charged you seventy-five bucks or something. John, don't stop giving discounts. Uh, Fuck them. I'm serious. Yeah. You can't yeah, yeah. just give. And like Tim Ed. said, everybody's your friend, and oh. then now you. Giving or, everybody a discount. No, I, I wouldn't do that. Or they'll go, oh, can you mail me a bill? Uh, my wife has the checkbook. I'm like, you get pegged every night. <laughs> 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 no, you don't have anything of value in the house, right? Some guy paid me a, uh, what's it called? TikTokio, Takaki uh, vodka. It's some orange bottle of vodka. He gave me that as a payment. In a, Which he got for free from somebody else. His, and daughter, yeah, his daughter's <laughs> we give them. Yeah, someone gave it to him. He went, ew, gross. <laughs> How was it? I never, I gave it to somebody. I don't even, you know, somebody, I don't drink that shit. He said, babe, save save that. I'm going to give it to the shit guy. <laughs> I'm going to give it to our fucking oh, shit guy. Oh, I should have said that. So Pickle Man brought me up on Saturday night. Oh, here, he goes, go. here we go. Thanks for coming out. This first guy, he probably fixed your toilets. John Gensel. <laughs> Like, uh, you know, that's, always, that's always a nice thing to say. Yeah. It makes you really feel look like a professional when you say uh, say something like that. A dork. It's if, the, but the, the constant degradation, though, oh, I it's think brutal. is... It's I, brutal. But it's, I think it needs to be part of it. I think. It, oh, yeah. But that's why I do it to myself first, because I want to beat the other person yeah. to it. That's yeah. why I always put myself yeah. down first, then it, it, the other person can't do it. You, yeah, then yeah, the world yeah, can't yeah. hurt me. It's, um, it, it's better to do it that way. There's a... a there's a comic. He's from Jersey, but he works around here a lot. Real nice guy. He's old, or you know, I'm talking what I'm talking about. But he, uh, he was on Tonight Show with Carson and like even Leno. He's in the hot '80s comics. He did cruise ships. He lived in California for years, but now he moved back to Nutley, New oh, Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve S. Yeah, right? I know you're talking. Yeah, but he uh, he goes, John, you have a day job? I go, yeah, I found like plumbing here because you're busy. He goes, you're hiring, like because mm -hmm. you know, even though he's a comedian, he third. Because so many comics did that, and uh, those spouses were supporting them. And it, you know, and then if you, you get a divorce or whatever, you, yeah, you're, fucked. you're fucked. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know how guys yeah. just try to do it without a day job. I mean, they they, they have balls. I'll give them yeah. that. They but they but it's it's got to be brutal. And it's got to be. Oh, uh, uh, I've over the years, I like to think about it, but I bet I did about went to about twenty. Uh, fundraisers for comics who had like a wife and four who had uh, no other job. They oh, they absolutely, dead. absolutely. And, and, what did? John, where do you drop dead? His nephews and nieces, I'm telling you, they're going to be going, hey, I don't have a bucket. You watch, I guarantee it. They're fighting over the puppets. And, uh, <clears> but there was a guy named Big, Big Mac McClellan. He was a comic, and he died with wife and four kids. I've heard of him. I don't know if I ever worked with him. And his, his headshot, you know, I thought it was like, hey, like a wrestler, like Haystacks Calhoun, Big Mac McClellan. But if you saw him in life, he was, he was small, looked like the kid who got his tongue stuck to the pole in Christmas Story. <laughs> or he made porno movies afterwards. But he... Uh, <laughs> As, and, and, you know, and plus, what's a, what's a comedy fundraiser going to make? 300 hours? Well, I guess it's better than nothing. I, guess, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better than nothing. I, to this day, I think $300 is like life-changing money for <laughs> well, me. Yeah, yeah. You know? But there are so many comics who they literally got married 
just for the health benefits, and they 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 don't care about the spouse. They I no might feelings, do that, but they, they they just get married just hey, for the health benefits. Were you were you, were you was it you who was that healing open for Tommy Davidson and someone dropped dead? And I, I was I heard the story. It but was I wasn't uh, there. oh fuck, I, what Pat, was his Pat name? Barker? No, he's alive. Oh no, the, oh, Tommy, I think it was Pat Barker. No, they didn't die on stage. An audience member died, right? And there was an over black lady, but Tommy Davidson was the headliner. But uh, the lady's laying there, and she's obviously dead. All right, and it's sad, you know. It's, you know all right, um, but they had a prayer circle around her. <laughs> Whoa! For, for like twenty minutes, they're all holding hands, and and Tommy Davis goes, to, "I think it was Pat Barker." And he goes, yeah. and you had to like join hands and pray over the ladies. John, if you were opening for him that night, would you make the puppet bow his head? <laughs> <laughs> I I was doing a show once, I a, a church gig in a church hall, and a woman collapsed, and it was the funniest thing because the comedian on stage did the old is there a doctor in the house, is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> and then the ambulance came it was the funniest thing they had a carrier well not funny but it was ridiculous like, is there a doctor in the house <laughs> did they give an update on her oh, i i uh years ago uh, chris kosha had me chip chantry and chris cotton go down to Del the dc improv for like a the comics of philadelphia night mm -hmm. and uh, i made me laugh because everybody's name was cc except mine and uh, the head uh and and it was a good time, but what's his name? Who's Ashy Larry from Chappelle Show? Oh, uh, Danelle Rowling. Dor he stopped in. He was there that week. He stopped the night early just to do some time. In the middle of a set, there was a uh, a veteran who had PTSD, and he slid his wrist in the bathroom. Oh nice. my god! Nice. Right, he didn't die, but blood everywhere. And he had to carry him out in the middle of the show. And the EMTs are walking through, like, ugh. And Chris goes, "Don't, don't, please, don't publicize this." Well, you know, eight years later, but that that guy we mentioned earlier, Steve Bix. Uh, you know, remember Allentown? Allentown was a big hubbub for wrestling. Uh, that's where he used to tape WWF matches years ago in Allentown. The, the, the Rock spent a lot of time there, often seeking the Samoans or wrestling schools. This guy Bix, we did a show one night at an in, and a, the, the the stage was a, bo a boxing ring with no poles on it, and there was a uh, four like steps you walk up on a, like a ladder steps you go in, and I, I'm at the show it's packed, 400 people in a big auditorium. The, the, the steps and the stage collapsed under Bix. <laughs> and he fell about six feet flat on his back. He's a fat, dumpy Mario Mario Brothers guy, right? <laughs> and there was EMTs there. They, they put a neck brace on him and carried him out. I'm like, this is the most craziest thing I've ever seen. And they had to put the stage back up and start the show again. So next week I work with Bix. I go, Steve, are you okay? He goes, oh, yeah. He said, fortunately, because of my extensive wrestling training, I knew how to take a fall. I go, you took you as a wrestler. He goes, I was going to be the manager. I go, really? He goes, yeah, I'd be the make the. I was the the baker. If my wrestler was losing, I'd give him a magic donut or I throw flour in the bad guy's face. I'm like, do you ever work? He goes, once or twice. This guy Steve Biggs, he told a story about being the manager of a Burger King in Nome, Alaska. Mm -hmm. Somehow he was living in Nome, Alaska, and he was the manager of a Burger King. And he was Jewish, and he said the whole town was anti-Semitic. It was terrible. <laughs> The whole time was against me. <laughs> Guys, before we switch over to the Patreon, is there anything you want to uh, promote? Uh, Thursday at Helium. Uh, and Saturday at Pizzeria Uno. Promote <laughs> <laughs> it. Just look me up on uh, you know, the, all the socials. I promote my shows on air, whatever. Yeah. You know, if you can if you or not. Whatever you want to do. With, oh, whatever I, you want to do. I got a podcast called Cancel Culture. Check that out. I'm the only comic in America who doesn't have a podcast. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't uh, torture anybody with podcasts. I admire you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thursday night, if you're in Philly, come to Helium Comedy Club, go to 8 p.m. Go. We're gonna have a, a fucking heck of a time. We're gonna uh, uh, really clown around with you guys and, and show you some of our uh, favorite guests. Um, and uh, it'll it'll be a really great time. And uh, uh, also go to my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Tim Butterly for. Um, more and more weekly bullshit over there and uh today uh after we wrap this we're posting uh the next episode of field trip and on the field trip and patreon they're getting it early um I, I i just got to watch the finished product last night and i i cannot fucking wait to share this um it's uh drew montana and the purple frog pool that's today on the field trip and patreon um and also uh tickets are going on sale this week uh we're doing a big new year's eve show i've always wanted to be booked on a big time New Year's Eve comedy show and it's just never happened and you see you know headliners everywhere making a big deal about these New Year's Eve shows and I've never been booked on one but uh, that's over we're doing our own uh, New Year's Eve 9pm at Gall & Co comedy music uh, all the homies uh, all the do-rag dudes <laughs> Foster Shaner it's seriously the fucking the, the prime dudes um, really throwing a fucking rager to close out the year uh, Danny, could you direct them to where to go for that? 
Yeah, go. Uh, it's on Eventbrite. Uh, it's also if you go to my profile, Danny Dubs on Instagram, click on the profile hmm. or the link in the profile, lead you right there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Wild Plains is playing. Yeah, I don't know if you've listened <clears throat> to them yet, but they're seriously one of the funnest bands. We'll put we'll put the uh, link on timbutterly.com as well, and uh, yeah, we'll fucking see you guys there. Do I have anything? Did I have anything else I was supposed to mention? I'll be in New York tomorrow night at the stand. Actually, I'll be in the New York. I'll be in at, at the stand fucking fifteen times this month. Hell yeah! Just fucking if you're in New York and you want to catch me, just go to their website and find me. I'll see you there. That's all. Uh, piggybacking off of what he said, go to the fucking Helium <coughs> show Thursday night, December 7th. Gonna have all the boys there. We're gonna have Kenzel. We're gonna have Shaner. We're gonna have Ryan Foster, Del Calo, Jake Matera. Who else we got there? Uh, da- David James? David James. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Come hang out with us. Also, uh, I put out a serial killer themed Christmas album. Oh. <laughs> and you could, it's an instant download on my website, onperks.com. I promise you it will be the funniest, most unsettling Christmas album that you listen to this holiday season. That's a very stinky Christmas at onperks.com. It's I wrote ten parody songs that are my goodness. Oh. They 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 will bring enough they will they will hit hard enough to bring tears to your dead relatives' eyes. <laughs> Instant download at onperks.com. And uh, other than that, we'll see you at the Patreon. I haven't checked the Patreon. We might have hit five thousand, did we? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't check. Last time last episode we were close. So if you're not a patron yet, once we hit five thousand, uh, you can whatever you want to pay, you can pay. There's no there's no minimum. Uh, once we hit that, we're going to fucking medieval times. We're going to plan a trip down to medieval times in Baltimore. All patrons are invited. We're going to make a big spectacle of it. So join us, join mm. Patreon, then join us at medieval times. I'm going to give you a live count right now. We are currently at uh, uh hold on. Um, cause we, the last time we mentioned this was at the end of the month and then there's always that end of the month dip where everyone's cards get declined. I think we were like 50 people away. We were. Now we're, we're at 4,837. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So, so all right. Come see us in a couple weeks, man. We'll make it happen, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Happen, dude. Let's go. All right. All right we'll gang. see you over at the Patreon in a few minutes. Love you guys. See you then.